seven days a week, 24 hours a day, live, radio contact. Detail podcast. I'm Rob Parks, and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Joining the show this week, as ever, we have Paul Whiteside. Right, Paul? Hey, Rob, you okay, mate? How's your week been, mate? Yeah, very good. Thanks, mate. Very good. Very good. Looking forward to Friday. Busy as usual, but uh, very excited for, for this week. Yes, very, very exciting week, obviously. Wigan in the final, semi final. Uh, you know, nerves are jangling. Are your nerves jangling? How are you feeling? Um, to be honest with you, I'm not too bad. I felt a bit nervous on Thursday night after the match, you know, just just thinking about anticipating the next game next week. But this week I've not been too bad. I've been busy at work and that, so I'm just getting my head into that, and trying not to think about it. But every time I get a minute or I have a cup of tea at dinner time, it's at the back of my mind, and you know, thinking about it. But come sort of Friday, <laughs> I'll probably be really nervous. But I'm finishing it at dinner time on Friday, so. Um, I'll, I'll definitely get there on time. I've uh, I planned it so I've got plenty of time to get my dad there because he's still got a bit of a bad leg, so uh, bad knee. So, you think he'll be fit for uh, for Wigan? Yeah, yeah, he should be all right. I took him to the the Player of the Year awards on on Saturday night. He was a bit sore. He said to me, "Can we take some shorts and in a in a bag just in case?" I mean, he's a bit bit sore, but he didn't need them on. He was like, um, he managed all right on the night, but yeah, he was, he's pretty sore when he got home on Saturday night. And then uh, we we we, uh, we went down to get the tickets yesterday, his tickets from the stadium yesterday, and he was a bit sore again. But we got him out, we got, got him doing a bit of walking. So yeah, he should be okay. Uh, he should be out. He's looking forward to it. Anyway, he was going to miss the Castleford game. I got him a ticket, but uh, I had to give his ticket away because he was just just too poorly on the drugs he was on. On, on um, he's on like morphine tablets and that, and he couldn't really get up, up on on Thursday. So, uh, so it's a shame. He watched it on the telly with his crutches, waving his crutches at the telly. So uh, he enjoyed it anyway, and yeah, he's looking forward to this uh, this Friday. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. We'll talk all about that, Paul. Uh, we'll look at the victory against Fat Castle. Like I said, we've got interviews with Logan Tompkins, Tyrone McCarthy, and Jackson Aces. We've got all the big news. 
coming out of Salford Devils this week. We've got your amateur report as well. And then we're going to preview the big game against Wigan Warriors uh, on Friday night. So let's look, let's uh, go forward now and start talking about the game uh, against Catford, which we won 22 points to nil. You're listening to Devil in the Detail and this is your Big Match Review. So, Salford Devils were victorious in the playoffs. They beat Castle Tigers 22 points to nil. Oh, fantastic performance from the boys. We were thinking whether they had it in the tank after that performance against Wigan, and they did, didn't they? Yeah, they certainly do. But I think both, you could say that for both teams, really, because Casford had a good win against Warrington, didn't they? And I think both sides were just seeing what they had left in the, in the, in the respective tanks. And we looked OK. I thought we looked really fit after that game against Wigan. We looked pretty sharp. We was compact. We was good in defence as well. And, um, you know, the defence won us the game, I thought, really. It's an excellent defence. We took our chances when they came. And it was an all-round thoroughly professional performance against a, against a good Castleford side, really. I mean, I know they had a few injuries and they've had a few disruptions this season. But uh, but we're very pleased to, to get the result. and very pleased to, to nil them as well. I think to nil a team in the... In the playoffs is fantastic, but you know we've nailed three three teams this season: or London at home, Catalans away, and, and Casford at home. So that, in the top flight, that's that's a good return. Yeah, I think obviously you know playoff rugby league, it's all kind of pressure all the time. Both us and Casford have a bit of an arm wrestle early doors, but I thought that we put Casford Tigers under you know extreme amount of pressure early on with Jake Bibby and Josh Jones dragging Truman into touch. You know it set the tone uh, for where we were going. Yeah, he did. He did. Like I said before, defence won us the game. I thought, and, and our season this season, we, we've scored some great tries. We've scored a lot of points, but I think equally a lot of our victories have been built on a good, solid uh, foundation of our defence. And we got two early tries that were from McCarthy and, and Jake Bibby in the first sort of fifteen minutes. Oh, then he twelve in the block, sort of throw things at us, then, and, and they did. You know, the the, uh, the Jake Tru- Truman uh, took that pass out. I think it was Peter Matawi, actually, sorry, who took the pass out to, to Rankin. He went charging through, but as you mentioned, Nia Levels cut with a special piece of play to stop him. Yeah, let's obviously look back at the game, Paul. Early score from Tyrone McCar- McCarthy. Little, little kick through by Lola here. McCarthy was there the quickest to put the ball down. Great start for Salford. Uh, just what we needed, I think, in player football, that early score. Yeah, it was an excellent try. That excellent finish from, from Tyrone McCarthy. There's a lot of pressure on there. It was a lovely death rubber goal. And, you know, he had to get down there and score. He, he had a defender right near him and he did the effort so well to get his hands onto the ball. Great finish. And, um, you no, know, that's just what we needed. That calmed the nerves a little bit because it was a nervous start to the game. But when Tyrone McCarthy got that try, you know, the whole stadium lifted then and, uh, you know, it really gave us some momentum. Yeah, obviously we, we, we kept going, we kept going. Scored again through Jake Bibby. Video referee had a look at it. Inconclusive, uh, in my opinion. It didn't look like he grounded it, but when you're in form and the look's there, you go 12 0 up, and that's what, exactly what happened. Yeah, well, I think I think we've been denied tries, and they've looked like tries to me. So, you know, you, you make your own look, don't you, in rugby league? And it was inconclusive, I think, that to me, he got the ball down just as he, he, he touched the sideline. So the referee on the field gave. Gave a try, so you know, without conclusive evidence to disallow the try, uh, video referee had no choice but to give it. So um, I don't think it was as controversial. I know Daryl Powell was was moaning about it, but you know, I, I did. It was. I thought it was a good finish from Jake Bibby, and he deserved to get the score. Yeah, obviously, twelve 0 up at that point. Casper tra- Tigers trying to get themselves back in the game. Talking about the ranking break. First Sulphur's defence wide open, but what a tackle by Nile Levels. Track the runner down, managed to throw him into touch. And, you know, moments like that, 
will live forever. Yeah, it was a lovely cut-out pass from, from that Peter Matau in a full-back, and he just seemed to find a gap there, Jordan Rankin. He, he was a bit of poor defending out wide. He sort of ran through um, through Chris Willem there and brushed him off, and he showed a clean pair of heels there and, and just went for the corner, pinned his ears back and went for the corner. But all credit to Nigel Levels. He, he did what all good full-backs do. He lined him up and, and he showed him the touchline, really. So perhaps Rankin, really, looking back at it, perhaps should have come inside, but he didn't. He went for the corner. Evels narrowed the angle down. He got his angles absolutely perfect and stopped him with a wonderful tackle. But then had the presence of mind and the, the upper body strength as well to turn Rankin over and put him into touch. Don't think you'll see a better tackle than that all season. Yeah, unbelievable skill. Calmness under pressure. You know, it's kind of what player football is all about. They'll show that over and over and over again, won't they, if we, we end up getting to Old Trafford? Well, I think they'll show it over and over again despite what happens, Rob. I mean, whatever happens on, on Friday happens. I mean... It's been a great season, full of great moments, great tries, great pieces of defence. You know, I think it's been an unbelievable campaign, hasn't it? Um, so, so yeah, but that, that was a great tackle, that. And, you know, it, it had me on my feet anyway. I thought that was the highlight of the game. We scored three good tries in the match, but that was an excellent piece of play. That, and everybody in that West Ham where I was sat, and, you know, people in the South Stand as well, they're on the feet there for that because great piece of play from my levels. Yeah, it gave us a bit of momentum, Paul. We grabbed that back off Castleford at that point. Uh, Christian Inu kicked a penalty take it 14-0 at half time uh, obviously Ian Watson at that point would have been very happy about where we were 14 points up going into that second half you know I know it's playoff football but that's a great position to be in yeah it was it was a real solid um, solid start to the game wasn't it 14-0 at half time I'm not saying the game's in the bag but you know Casford had the sort of had the heart sort of that's the word I'm looking for. You know, crushed a bit there, really, didn't they? I mean, they threw quite a few bits of attacking play against us there, and and, and, and did quite a bit to, to score. And that that tackle from from Evels on, on Rankin, I'm struggling for the words here, Rob. <laughs> that that probably uh, broke them down a bit. That's the word I'm looking for. Broke Casford broke Casford's morale a little bit because he was chucking stuff at us and not getting anywhere, were they? And to be 14-0 down, have a try denied like that, they were probably a bit miffed with that. And I don't think they had any answer to us. They did throw things at us, but we defended them really well. And for me, they never really looked like scoring throughout the whole 80 minutes. Yeah, I thought, obviously, the workout we got against Wigan helped this week because, obviously, pressure builds. Casford, like you said, did come at us in, in that second half. But our defence stood strong, well-organised. And, and made important tackles and also big tackles when needed. And that's the difference, I think, when you're in playoff football. Making big plays like that makes it whether you win or whether you lose. Well, that's right, yeah. And I think for the first 20 minutes of the second half, Casford had an awful lot of ball and it was more or less all Castleford. Uh, they, they, th they threw a lot at us, but we kept repelling them. We, we were very resilient in defence. And we have been like that this season. Your goal line defence, we've scrambled really well. We've, we've, we've not been soft at all. We've not been bust down the middle. For a long time now, you know, we, we were earlier in the season a few times, but we have been really good defending, and that's what's you know got us to where we are in the league. And I think Casford started to panic a bit and chuck the ball around. They made a few mistakes, and um, you know, we was fourteen nil up there. We didn't really need to score again. I think we had the game in the bag. And obviously, eight minutes from time, we, we got an excellent try from Jackson Hastings, and it was fitting really on his final appearance at, at the AJ Bell Stadium. He went over and scored an excellent try, you know, a bit of genius from him again. You know, dropped his shoulder and uh, and went through and scored a great try. Yeah, I think obviously when you start talking about you know moments in matches, we looked like we we're going to start to gas a little bit. Casford wouldn't wouldn't let the ball die. He kept kicking it, and and Salford kept kicking it. Sorry, and Casford kept retrieving it. And I was a bit worried about our forward starting to gas. 
But obviously, Christian, you got injured. Bit of a high shot in back play uh, and gave us a bit of time to regroup. And from that point on, we looked strong. We looked like the stronger side of the two. And like you said, that Jackson Hastings try in front of the shed, you know, to cap his final appearance at the AJ Bell Stadium. It was a fantastic story to, to win the game. Yeah, it certainly was. But my only criticism in that second half, I thought our kicking game was was pretty poor in the second half at times. I thought we, we sort of kept dollying the ball back to Castleford, especially down the, um, the Castleford's left edge down there. And we didn't play it right for me. We sort of kept kept throwing them the ball back as if to invite them onto us. And I think a better side than Castleford, maybe a St. Helens or a Wigan who've got sort of pace out wide and you know devastating three quarter line, they might have made a bit of hay there against us. So that's something we need to fix up going forward. That I think just use that that last tackle play a bit bit a bit wider and a bit smarter. I think especially when we play Wigan this Friday, I'd be testing Wigan on that last tackle, trying to get the ball behind him, or especially if we're in there sort of. 20 or 30 metre lines, get the ball behind and get it in that in goal area and get the repeat set. Yeah, I think with playoff rugby, what we've what I've learned anyway, it's every set matters. You know, they never just have a sort of a dull set where nothing happens, just five drives and a kick. There's always an edge trying to find some, you know, trying to make magic happen. And, you know, that's what playoffs all about, playoff rugby league. You know, we've got to kind of learn, haven't we, to play that, that style because it's going to help when you're playing the league games next season against lower, you know, play size that you can go up that extra gear uh, and win the game. Yeah, certainly, certainly it does it. You like you said there, every set matters. And even though I have been a bit critical of our kicking game, I think you know completion rate was eighty five percent on uh, on Thursday night against Castleford, and Castleford's completion rate was sixty five percent. So those stats, I mean, they they tell you where the games won and lost really, and, and the sort of the missed tackles and mistakes Castleford made. And for us, you know, we were solid. I thought we were really solid. It wasn't the most flamboyant Salford performance, but it was gritty and it's what you need this time of the year. You know, not, you know, minimal mistakes, minimal mistakes, complete your sets and take your chances when they come. And if you do that, I don't think you'll go far wrong. Yeah, fantastic performance. Uh, we spoke to Logan Tonkins, Tyrone McCarthy and Jackson Hastings after the game. And this is what they have to say. Right, Logan Tonkins joins me. Your last game at the AJ Bell Stadium tonight, you're moving on next season, you put in one hell of a gritty performance there. Yeah, it's, uh, to be honest, I've not thought too much worth it being my last game. Uh, I've been trying to not really play any motion, you know, because uh, Watto's spoken to us throughout the week and we've been at successful clubs before, uh, before a few of us. Uh, he just said, you know, you, you sort of know how to handle these situations and you can't really play any motion. You can let it fuel you because, you know, the, the big games, but don't spend the full game on emotion so I think I've just sort of took that view because at the minute I just take each game as it comes and I don't really think about too much else so we start to think about it now I suppose and it is sad that I'm leaving the AJ Bell uh, sort of threw me a lifeline six years ago and that's where I've been since and I've really enjoyed my rugby year and it's just one of the things things move on so I'll uh, look forward to the next chapter what did what I'll say to you at the end of the game tonight about you, particularly your defence? You know, to nil a Super League side is is, is is no mean feat, but to nil a side in the in the playoffs, you yeah, must be delighted with that. Yeah, absolutely. It's, to be honest, not really touching it. It was just such a good atmosphere after the game. We just sort of, we just sort of got on with our song. Uh, but I, I was speaking to a few lads in January then and just said it's you know to exactly what you just said to me really to nil as a side in the playoffs is a massive feat in itself. But it just sort of shows how determined we are really because there was nothing special about how we played it just sort of came down it's like you know we, we do video through the week and uh, you know technical things and we just sort of said it's going to come down to grit and determination and I think we just no respect to them but I think we just wanted it a bit more I think we've 
been through a little bit more and uh, it's just our time to, you know, try and put performance in. You'll have a keen eye on tomorrow night's game, St. Helens against Wigan. Who would you fancy in that game? Because you're, you're a Wigan lad, you had a great game there last weekend, it was a great atmosphere. Yeah. Would you like to go there again? To be honest, mate, people are saying this, but it doesn't really bother me. Like I say, we've just been concentrating on what we, we have to do and we just know if we stick to our processes and we just show a bit of desire just want want to win you know more than and it sounds daft but if you want to win more than the team you know you usually get there first uh, but yeah Wigan at Wigan and then play Saints in the it doesn't, it doesn't matter we're going to play them both anyway so. it's, it's supposed to be 80 minutes away from a grand final though I suppose it doesn't really matter what happens now you're just going to take it all in and you just go out there and do your best that's it we've got, we've got nothing to lose and that's the sort of you know that's how we sort of came at it today uh, because at the end of the day, you just you try your hardest. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But you know, I think if every player gives 100%, which you can't do anything else uh, in these playoff games, you know, because they're on a different level to your normal league games. Uh, I fully 100% believe that we can, you know, get to that grand final and win it. And it's just a case of proving it next week. We know we can do it. We just have to prove it. Thanks very much for speaking to us. Thanks for all your commitment and your hard work at Salford. And you've, you've always been really good to us on the podcast speaking to us. And you know, best of luck next week. Yep. Best of luck hopefully in the grand final. Yeah. And best of luck for next season, wherever your, uh, your journey and your career takes along. Thank Thanks you very much, mate. So I'm joined by try scorer Tyrone McCarthy. Fantastic win tonight. Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, it's great to get uh, that win under our belts and get 80 minutes away from Old Trafford. Yeah, obviously, you know, total intense game tonight at home. The pressure was on, but the boys came through. Yeah, I think um, obviously we were disappointed after last week, and so sort of talk about pressure. But I think we we found a bit of belief because of of that uh, actual performance last week. So we were confident going into the game if, if we had that same intent and desire that we would get the win, and I think it proved tonight. Yeah, obviously we're good next week. Defeated narrow last week. Do you think the boys kind of learn from that and can go and win it? Yeah, well, we don't know who we play yet, do we? So it's. Uh, yeah, we don't do it. Yeah, uh, but. Does that matter? Obviously, you know, you take either. Yeah, we, we've got to beat both if we want to do something special anyway. So, which way around we've got to do it is. Uh, it doesn't really matter in my eyes, but. Yeah, it's. Uh, whatever it is, it's going to be a real tough game and we've got to step up again. Obviously, they'll, them t- both of them teams will be gearing towards getting to that grand, uh, grand final too, so there'll be no easy game there. Yeah, obviously this week the news came out that you were coaching Salford University. <laughs> tell us tell us all about that. Yeah, um, obviously I've been involved with University Rugby League myself. Uh, um, playing with the students is something that I think really stood me in good stead uh, going forward and just enjoying rugby too. Uh, got to travel with it, made, made some great mates throughout it and um, get to perform a, a def- decent level too um, so um, yeah the opportunity to come to coach the University of Salford and um, had my first session on Monday and I feel like it went really well um, so yeah it's a case of just seeing how we go it's a totally different aspect I suppose what I've been involved with when I've coached before in terms of uh, social first but yeah it's about having a good time there and hopefully the boys can take a few things and, and enjoy the rugby yeah you went through the university process didn't you uh, playing rugby and I think that gave you put you in good stead in it in your professional career hopefully you'll do the same some kids down there yeah definitely I think uh, we've got the reserves coming back um, obviously I was playing reserves when I was at university too so I've got an eye there that hopefully can tee the club up on some of the, the performers that might inspire a few lads from the university team to step up but yeah first and foremost going and having a, a good time and then 
we can uh, we can pick off the back of that whether which way we're going to go. But obviously, I've, I've said I would like to win most of our, our games, uh, but it's obviously down to hard work and commitment from the, the players themselves. Yeah, obviously, big semi-final next week. Wigan or Saints, the fans are up for it. The players are going to be up for it. Who knows what might happen? Yeah, that's it. We've just got to go with the same intent and uh, as we have tonight and commitment and uh, hopefully we'll get that win and give give the fans something to cheer about. Cheers, Bith. Thank you for them details. So I'm joined by Jackson Hastings, try scorer tonight. What a performance by the team. Yeah, it's, um, <coughs> it's a special win that. Obviously, it puts us 80 minutes away from a grand final, something that us as a collective believe we could do at the, end, at the start of the year, sorry, and not many gave us a hope, but here we are. Um, Wigan on Saints next weekend, and it doesn't get much tougher than that. Yeah, obviously, last week's heroics against uh, Wigan backed it up today. Was that kind of talked about through the week? Yeah, you, you, thanks, mate. You know you know within yourself that you need to back it up. Uh, one performance doesn't define you as a team, and uh, we got beat by the better team last weekend. Uh, we weren't desperate enough in some situations, and, and we can capitalise. That's all good teams do, but we get a chance to sit back now, um, watch the game tomorrow, and just get ready for for the toughest test of the year. And um, whoever loses is obviously going to be so hungry to bounce back and, and get to Old Trafford. So um, we're 80 minutes away. It's really special. <laughs> yeah, scoring, you know, the, the final try and your final appearance at the AJ Bell Stadium. All the fans mobbed you at the end. You know, showing how much we love you. And obviously you're going to Wigan next season, uh, but obviously you've still got a job here to do. Yeah. Uh, and who knows what might happen? Fairy tales do happen, don't they? Yeah, we want to win the grand final. It's as simple as that. I said it from the start of the year that we wanted to win it. Um, it's not about me. Obviously, very special to score in my last game here as, as a Salford Reds player, but more special that we we won 20 0 and we kept them scoreless and we give ourselves a chance at Old Trafford. I know I'll keep saying it, mate, but the more I say it, the more the more tingles I get, and um, really want to get there and hopefully leave this club with a bit of silverware. Cheers, big thanks for talking to us in the Denver detail. Thanks, Cheers, mate. No so obviously you spoke to Logan Tompkins after the game, Paul. You know his final appearance down at the AJ Bell Stadium. He spoke about not playing on emotion. Uh, it was about getting through the sets and keeping a cool head under pressure. And I thought we did that. Yeah, we certainly did. And just on a personal note for for Logan Tompkins, it's a shame to see him, him leave at the end of the season. It really is. He's had, like he said in his interview, six seasons at Salford now, and I think he's been a real unsung hero. He really has. He he puts it in every week. He he does a lot of the hard stuff, you know, that people don't see, a lot of the graft and you know, he's not like um he's not like a big loud loud spoken guy. He's a very softly spoken bloke. He just gets on with his job. You don't hear any stories of him in the press really. He just comes in, does his job. He's a thoroughly so thoroughly um, professional guy and um, you know, I, I love watching him in a Salford shirt and you know, out of the three Tompkins brothers, you know, he's not the loudest one, is he? But, you know, he doesn't have to be because he gets on with his job and he does it well every week. Yeah, he grasps so hard and, you know, it shows like the cycle of, of what we are, the Opportunity Club. He came six years ago and even he says, you know, Salford game a lifeline. And now, obviously, he leaves us. You know, you know, we wish him well. He's putting a fantastic uh, shift in in a Salford shirt and hopefully we'll see him in, uh, in, Super, in Super League or Rugby League elsewhere. I hope so Rob I think he deserves a Super League contract I'm not so sure whether he'll get one I know there's a few teams in the Championship they've been touting about but I don't think he'll drop too far down the down the league Rob he's a very good player he's, he's still only young as well he's not I'm not so sure how old he is but he's not he's, I don't think he's anywhere near 30 yet so I hope he gets fixed up with a good club he's got a young family as well as Logan and uh, he's a lovely guy real good gentleman and I'm sorry to see him go I wish he was staying next season but that's rugby league isn't it we've got different players coming in and that gives somebody else a chance but yeah I'd like to wish him all the best and hopefully this this Friday you know, he's made for him playing against his hometown club he's a former Wigan player as well you can bet your bottom dollar that Logan Tompkins is going to go out there and have a fantastic game again 
Yeah, obviously Tyrone McCarthy, he talks about how the belief that the players have found uh, moving forward and Jackson Aces all talks about backing up performances and that's a key thing going forward to this Wigan game, I think, Paul, because obviously your belief is there in the team and if we can keep backing it up week after week, we end up at Old Trafford. That's right, yeah. I think belief's the, the main thing now, Rob. That, that you know, belief and confidence. And Jackson Hastings certainly feels he could fill anybody with confidence, couldn't he? I think he makes average players just step up, doesn't he, and, and play even better than what they are. And I think he's a great influence in the dressing room and, and on the training pitch as well. If you see the, the, his character and, and what he brings to the side, I think he gives everybody a massive boost and a massive lift, including the supporters as well. And, and yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty frightening now where we, where we could end up. You know, um, it really is is a dream, but you, this dream could be a reality, Rob. But, you know, we're not there by default, and we're not there by fluke. We're there because we've been one of the best sides this season. You know, St. Helens and Wigan finished above us, but we finished third, so we deserve to be in that the final three now. And uh, you know, I, I, there's not a lot between us and Wigan. You know, they only finished a couple of points above us in the league. I know they beat us four times this season, but they've all been pretty tight games and not been a lot in them at all. Not at all, Paul. Obviously, Ian Watson's the man at the helm for us. He'll be looking forward uh, to the Wigan game. But you spoke to him after the game against Casford, and this is what he had to say. Coach's corner. Right, Ian Watson joins me. How are you feeling at this moment in time? You're 18 minutes away now from a, a grand final. Your side's just nilled. A decent cast of the side in the playoffs. You must be absolutely delighted. Yeah, 100%. We're, we're excited now as well as the team. And the big one, I thought this was a big hurdle for us today. I was more probably worried about this one than I am playing against like a Wigan or a St. Helens. Just because they kind of a little bit the unknown castle thing. They, they've been grinding teams down and picking off the wins um, and, and been doing it not a little bit ugly, to be fair as well. But they've been getting the wins. And it was making sure that we turned up with the right mentality is what we turned up last weekend. What was the attitude in, in sort of training this week? You could see the players had a bit of a mentality of they didn't want their season to end tonight. Yeah, they wanted to keep going, didn't they? Yeah, hundred percent. They've had a good belief about them all year to back each other and work really hard for each other and to make sure that if somebody does make an error, somebody will clean up for them as well. They don't want to let each other down. And the big thing in training, we spoke about how we could just be a little bit smarter off our last game against Wigan and learn some lessons. And I thought we did that today. He was very solid in defence. I mean, Castleford threw an awful lot. You know, I mean, I thought they, they played pretty well, Castleford. But there was a, there was a point in the, the second half where they had about three sets of six, a couple of penalties, yeah. and, and you held your line. That must be the delighting thing for the nil. Yeah, we had 20 minutes, I think, defended um, in the second half. That'll be great for us going forward. It'll take a little bit of energy out of us, but it'll be great for us going forward to, to have that mentality and get that confidence to be able to defend back-to-back goal-line D sets. It, it is a big statement from any team. I suppose the pressure was on you tonight being the home side as well. We can play St. Helens tomorrow. You'll yeah. be like a sort of a guest watching that game tomorrow, yeah. won't you? Be able to sit there and relax. Do you fancy one of those or, or yeah. do you not really have a bother? You're not bothered. I'm not. I'm not bothered. I've not got a preference. To be fair, as I say, as a team, we, we don't fear anybody. Um, we just know that we need to be at our best every time we play. And at the moment, that's what we're doing. And we're competing really hard, and we're working really hard for each other as well. And we just need to continue in that vein. Just looking back at the game, it was a critical moment. I think Peter Matalcia showed a lovely pass out to Rankin. Nine levels there, reminding me of like a, a Gary Jack there in the eighties with that tackle. He yeah, did. What a tremendous tackle. Steve Anson, Gary Connolly, yeah, yeah. Gary Jack. Yeah. It's a long time since you've seen a fullback kind of do that tackle. I was a little bit nervous, I'll be honest, when he broke through. Well, sometimes I think the attacking play sometimes gets all applauded, but to me that was the highlight of the whole match. Yeah, it, it, it was a, it was a telling, telling part of the game as well because. 
I think if you score there, you might, have a diff- yeah, you might have a different game because we were just starting to get a little bit sloppy with the ball at that moment in time as well. And the momentum, if we hadn't done that, I think the momentum might have changed in the game. But Niall doing that kind of kept the momentum with us, really. Whose decision was it to kick for goal at the end? I know a lot of the supporters were going, run it there, it was 20 past oh, the yeah, yeah, we, well, we don't need any. Um, it was mine, <laughs> I told them, and all I the boys, to be, be fair, um, picked it as well. We, don't, we didn't need any injuries, we didn't need to try and go for no, a try. There. We'd already won the game, so just about preserving a little bit of kind of energy and preserving players. Nice to hear the supporters singing your song again tonight. <laughs> you got your song oh, back. That's that's been a, that must have been yeah. pleasing for you tonight. Oh, that's Jack O's that, mate. But how much of a lift did the supporters give you last couple of weeks? You know, Wigan last week, tremendous. The atmosphere here tonight again was, was, was amazing. <laughs> Outstanding. I mean, to it, I thought it was really important for the supporters to to be here today because we knew what Castleford were bringing. Everyone had made a big deal that like Castleford putting seven hundred people on the bus, and that ended up being into twelve hundred, and the numbers were kind of growing. What we couldn't be is last week at Wigan, we were the smaller numbers, but it was an outstanding kind of support. The boys were they were dead loud, our supporters as well. So we knew if we could get quite a lot in here as well, then we'd drown out Castleford supporters as well. And that's big for our players because what we don't want is we didn't want this place turning into kind of a, a Castleford home game where they were louder than us. But to be fair, our fans were really, really good today. And to be fair, they have been all season when they've travelled and followed us as well. Any bumps and bruises picked up tonight? It was a bit of a bruising encounter that. Um, well, we brought George off just at the back end because he got a little bit of a niggle but nothing major as far as I can see there's a few bumps and bruises but you'd expect that at this stage of the season anyway what did you say to your players at full time you must have been buzzing in that dressing room last week we, we spoke obviously it's a heroic effort you'd given everything you were disappointed this week they must, be, they must be over the move. Yeah, we, we were just going to speak about the D. We didn't actually get much time. We'll speak about that during the week because obviously there was a lot of players. Jacko was um, waving bye-bye to everyone. We had Tyke in the stand doing an interview as well, so there's quite a lot going on. So we kind of just, we, we got in, kind of did a song and then kind of let the guys get out because it's late anyway. So they're going to have to come in and do a little bit of recovery in the morning. Um, so it was important that they, they kind of get away as quick as they can now and refuel and start to recover for next week. How excited are they going to be going to... This, this, this game this week it's hard for me to say 80 minutes away from a, from a yeah, grand final you deserve it though yeah, from what you've been I, I, think, I think they've got to be excited they've got to be looking forward to it. this is why you play the game you, you don't play just to um, play friendly games or be running around in pre-season you play to be involved in big games and that's what's important big games make big players and the big moments in games as well that moment of Niles that's a big moment that in the game and and that'll kind of that'll build Niles' reputation going forward as well. So these are the games you want to play in because this is where you make a name for yourself. You can either handle it or you can't. I think for me talking as a supporter, it's sort of a dream for me, but looking at you in the eye now, I think you've believed all along that this side could do that because you see them in training every day, you see what they're capable of. But it's a group, there's more in there's more in the players we've got, there's more in Jacko. Um, and it's funny to say that when you look at him and you think, do you know what, he's an NRL player, this guy is definitely an NRL athlete. There's little bits he needs to learn and he wants to learn and he is, he is, willing, to, he is willing to work on that. Um, but even, even he can get better. There's Chris Ninu, there's little things that he can get better at as well. And, but the biggest thing is, is that collectively they'll work hard for each other and won't let each other down. And that's what we've always had this year. But the boys have bought into that. So it's not through anybody just keep banging on to them about it yeah we talk about work ethic and stuff like that all the time but they choose to do that as well so it's credit to them thanks very much for speaking to me tonight Ian enjoy your day tomorrow and put your feet up and watch that Wigan and say on game cheers mate thanks very much mate so Ian Watson was excited about the performance Paul uh, and he knows that we're only 18 minutes from Old Trafford yeah exciting being the buzzword Rob I mean 
he must be excited. If you're Ian Watson now sat at home with, with his wife at night time having a cup of tea, he must be dreaming about Old Trafford now. And you know, he he's got the potential and the chance here to become Salford's one of Salford's most successful coaches of all time. You know, um, he's certainly the most successful coach I think I've seen in, in the club now, definitely. And you know, if he could get us to Old Trafford. You know that that really would be something, wouldn't it? It really would. Um, and and I wouldn't put it past him either. He's, he's a he's a great guy, great knowledge, great passion. And um, you know he's had tough times with Salford. It's not been all beer and skittles in the four years he's been in charge at Salford. It's been tough. There's been tough times. He's had a lot to deal with. He's had a lot to deal with this season. But he's he's had lots of crises. But he, he's come up and done the business, hasn't he? You know he's rebuilt the side. He's done a great job. He really has, and if anybody deserves to, to lead us out with Old Trafford, I think it's Ian Watson because uh, you know he's uh, he's solved it through and through, Ian. You know, and um, he's doing a great job for us, and long may it continue. Yeah, he, he talks about learning the lessons from the Wigan game, and he knows this team has no fear, Paul. And you know, when the team has no fear, they become a dangerous opponent, don't they? They certainly do, yeah. And I think, like we said about Jackson Hastings there and the, the, the belief that he puts into the side, I think you've also got to give Ian Watson an awful lot of credit as well because you ask any of the players and they, they'll tell you that, you know, what he's like off the field, but how he man manages them and, and looks after them. You know, the respect that they've got. You only got to, when I'm doing the interviews with him, all the players come out and they'll all have a little laugh and a joke with him and see your boss and things like that. And the camaraderie there is absolutely superb. It really is. And, what looks after him. He's like the dad to the team, isn't he? You know, they really do look up to him and you know, he's got a great respect there, great team spirit. And not every side's got that, Rob. They haven't. You look around Super League and some teams, some of the coaches there, they're chopping, changing the coaches all the time. We've got a guy there who's been in charge now. There's, there's longevity there, there's continuity. And he's brilliant. He really is building something. What I think you've got to give credit to Paul Rowley, his assistant as well. You know, we had Martin Gleeson who did a great job for us for, for the majority of the season. Paul Rowley's coming towards the back end and he's really bought into to what Ian's doing and he's linking up really well with him. And uh, you know, it's, it's ex- really, really exciting times. It is exciting. Obviously, he talks about how passionate supporters are and making all the noise, encouraging the players on. And he talks about big moments and how, play, how else players grow. I always say there's no fear and no anxiety. Everybody grows. And, that, and that's what I think is happening at Salford Devils at the moment, Paul. The whole club is growing as one and how far we grow... Anyone knows? Well, it is. Yeah, we'll probably talk shortly in the news about the the Player of the Year awards tonight, and you, you could just tell from that how how far the club's gone in sort of eighteen months. There's a whole there's a whole sort of uh, attitude and, and ethos change at the club. There really is, and the atmosphere around the club's changed, and um, the whole vibe of the club's different now. It, it feels like everyone's going together at one. It feels really good to be a Salford supporter again. It feels really exciting. And, you know, there's a real buzz there at the moment. In looking at you know people outside our sort of bubble, there you go. <laughs> um, right. it, people want people want to get into that bubble now, don't they? People want to be, be going to the game on on Friday. I think there's going to be people who've not been before going, you know, and um, they, they want to be Salford supporters and get involved with this club. And no, people might say, oh, they they bandwagon. I saw somebody on Facebook today from another club calling us, we've got bandwagon supporters, but that's just a fact of life. I think that's great that people want to get behind this this sort of bandwagon, if you like, but that's how you build your club and that's how you build your attendance. And and we've waited a long time for this, haven't we? I I hope people do jump on the bandwagon and, and grow it and buy season tickets for 2020 because if you can't watch Salford now, You'd never be able to watch Salford because this is a great team, great time to be supporting them. So exciting, you know, the possibilities are sort of endless, really, aren't they? So, 
if we could get to Old Trafford, it'd be, it'd be like, I don't know, it'd just be, I'd be very, very emotional if they, if they went on Friday night, Robert, really will. You, you might see me shedding a tear at Wigan on Friday night. Yeah. Uh, well, what it is, Paul, I think, as a club, what we are, we're in a transition from being a club that hoped to being a club that believed. Obviously, it's not our first rodeo, this, Paul. We talked, we all, everyone talks about how in the past, how we hope we'd finish in the top eight. We'd hope we'd sign a, you know, a player, or we hope we won't go down, or we hope we'd sign a top Aussie. But obviously, with the word, with hope, if you peel it away like you do an onion, what do you find? You find nothing inside. And if there's nothing inside, that's failure, because you're kind of hoping that if the stars align, you'll be able to do it. And this, and this club was a bit like that, wasn't it, Paul? We, we didn't kind of, you know, want to, we just kind of hoped that, you know, the stars had aligned and, the, the, and it had just worked out right in the end. But recently, you know, with Ian Watson and Ian Blees and Paul Tanner and Paul King and all the people behind the scenes, you know, grafting away, this culture has changed. Like you said before, now it's a culture that, you know, we're starting to believe, aren't we? The people behind the scenes believe that they can get six, 7,000 at the AJ Bell Stadium with all the community stuff that goes on. You know, we can believe that we're going into the playoffs and we're going to go and win it Old Trafford. And it's a, a massive step from going, from hoping to starting believing. And, that, and that's what it's all about. It's all about moving forward as a club and believing that we can go all the way. Well, yeah, I think, I think we're a club that sees an opportunity this season. I think, you know, we've we put an awful lot into um, our hard work and, and endeavour. And hard work and endeavour can get you a long way. Obviously, you probably won't win a championship on hard work and endeavour. You need that bit of quality as well. But I think we've got that quality. And when you've got the two, when the two link in together, that's when you can start being successful. And if you go back to this season, the magic weekend, uh, keep talking about, you know, that we were disappointing there. We lost to Huddersfield a few weeks after that. And since that defeat, though, we went to Warrington. We had a great win there against the odds. And then since then, the season's just... just gone through the roof hasn't it we've got eight wins on the spin towards the back end of the year and every single week we just seem to grow in belief and I think when you do that when you're winning games like that you do start to the players will start to think to themselves we can do this we can do it we're winning we, we can do it we can beat anybody and then I remember um, your dad sent me a message a while ago I think before the Magic Weekend or around about that time when we we sold Robert Lewis to, uh, to Leeds and he sent me like a photograph of a league table so this is how I think the table's going to finish, Paul. They had us finishing second bottom. I said to him, well, what do you mean? So oh, I can see us falling apart now. And I think it's credit, we were talking about it yesterday, I think it's credit to the players that they didn't fall apart. They've, they've, they've bought into it and, and just gone through the roof and grown in belief every week. And you, you've got to give them an awful lot of credit for that because the effort this season has been absolutely tremendous. We spoke about the guys like Gil Dudson, you know, and uh, Lee Moss up the fall was running the blood to water every week. Like Chris Wellham playing the best rugby league of his career. Logan Tompkins. You listen to what Phil Clark said the other week about us having a team full of championship players. We've got some really good players, and all right, they might be players that are not household names, but they're players that are playing for this club and they're playing the best rugby league of their career because they believe this is the opportunity that they're going to get to go to Old Trafford and get that bit of the limelight. Yeah, but well, like I said, Paul, you know. When, when Rob Louie left, you know, we expected the wheels to fall off. But these players believed that, they, that we, they were bigger than Rob Louie and believed that they could go to that next level without him. And that's where we are now, Paul. We're at that next level in, in playoff football, you know, taking teams all the way. We go to Wigan on Friday night. There's no fear there coming from us, you know, on the terrace and on the field. We're ready to play and we're looking forward to it. Certainly, Rob. I can't wait, mate. Cannot wait.
It's going to be super exciting, Paul. You've got the stats there uh, for the players on on uh, on Friday night. Yeah, certainly. I've read, yeah, the top tacklers was, let's just have a look. Top tackler, George Griffin, as usual, he got 50 tackles. Mark Flanagan was with 36. Logan Tompkins, 33. Lee Moss at 39. Uh, the meter makers, it was Guild, I should have circled these, shouldn't I? Guild Dudson got 79. Josh Jones got 164. Lee Moss up 118. 130 for Kristen Inu, 108 for Chris Wellham. Ken Seo. 128 as well so some I think it was a mixed all over the pitch really the, the meter makers you've got quite a few there who've got over 100 this week yeah it's obviously it's fantastic you know you can always tell a good side going forward they make loads of meters and we did that didn't we we certainly did yeah we, we took it to, uh, to to Castleman I think we was good in defence as well ferocious in defence at times particularly in that second half the uh, the south stand got behind the team didn't it every time Castleford had the ball they were cheering every single tackle weren't they the ferociousness of the defence and that lifts the players as well Rob it really does and, and you could you could tell that the players were as I said to, to Watto, the players did not want their season to end on Thursday night. You could tell that they wanted another crack at, at Wigan or St. Helens and all beat Wigan that we've got and I think they deserve it. Yeah. Uh, big thanks for your three-word match reports, uh, man of the matches. Uh, Ricky P, living the dream. Uh, his man of the match was Nia Levels for that tackle. Richard Mon, 80 minutes away at Nia Levels. Uh, Colin Reynolds, what a team. Evels, Martin, dare to dream. Mossop, I suppose it is a moment Paul, that you start to dream, uh, but with a load of hard work and 80 minutes of, of blood, sweat and tears between us and Old Trafford. But why not? Why can't you dream, though? You've got to dream. I mean, we put ourselves in this position now and, you know, it's it's one of those, it's 80 minutes, it could go either way. It's going to be heartbreak if we, excuse me, excuse me, boys, if we're to get beat, but we give ourselves the opportunity and uh, that's why I don't want Friday to come round, really. If it's not, if it don't come round, we're still there, aren't we? <laughs> Yeah, well, I suppose that's the, that's the difference, you see, because I'm looking forward to Friday because I know we can win it. And there's no fear, you know, in my eyes. You know, Wigan Warriors are a fantastic side, but this is a fairy tale season. We've got players, you know, who are playing out, out of the skin, going two, three levels above, you know, their average performance. And, you know, who knows what might happen on Friday. Wigan Warriors, we'll probably talk about Wigan in, in a bit, but they look tired on, on against Settlers. And, uh, you know, we've got the momentum uh, and I'm going to look forward to Friday because we could be in for a cracker. Definitely, mate. It's going to be a great game. It's going to be a great game, but I'm looking forward to it as you are. But I am. I have. Slightly, you're making me nervous. Now. I've not been nervous all week, but now I'm starting to think about it. It is making me a bit edgy. Just, just because of the situation, really, Rob. I never expected us to be in this situation. Yeah, but if there's no expectancy, there's no fear, is there? We're going to Friday thinking, you know, this is it. You know, we're not. No, but we might never get this opportunity again. Yeah, but we might. This, we're, we're on a journey. We might never get about. this opportunity again. But yeah, we might do. We might do, but. Well, I don't know if that's just the person I am. This is it. But I'm a different kind of guy. But like I say, we're on a journey here, Paul, and it's all about learning how to play in playoff football. And, you know, the boys, I'll admit it, you know, last week, I know I hoped and prayed we'd get a result. Uh, I wasn't sure, you know, how much juice we had left in our tank. Uh, but the boys came up and they showed that they got plenty of juice in the tank. And I'm thinking now we can go to Wigan and get a result. Uh, and it's, you know, it's a great place to be I think you know like you said the players are up for it the fans are up for it it's going to be a special night Friday um, Colin Wilson very professional performance his man of the match was Evels uh, Nat Natalie Taylor defence wins game Evels uh, Mark the whole team Salford 79 that Niall tackle uh, OSF it's got serious uh, and their man of the match was Evels uh, Chris and Janet Shenton absolutely bloody brilliant 
Uh, their man of the match was Evels. Uh, Pete Braden, like yourself, was wondering if he's dreaming. Roy Ellaby, last gap tackle, Evels. Uh, John Waite, defence won it. I think with player football, your defence is, is very, very important because obviously, you know, every tackle matters and you need to make sure you put the shots in. I think in rugby league, your defence is important every week, no matter what level you play at, Rob. If, you, if you've got a leaky defence, you're always going to be chasing the game, aren't you? But if you can defend well, it, it does, it builds that platform for you, doesn't it? And uh, it, it takes a lot out of the team that is playing against you as well. And I think with Castle, we ground them down and um, you, you could tell that they were really sort of disorientated and not being able to get over the line. They start forcing the pass as well. So yeah, your defence, it has to be on the, on the button, doesn't it? Look at Wigan the other week that when they played against us, tackled everything that moved and the defence won them that game. So we've got to do that on this uh, this Friday coming. Yeah, Toria, mate, what a team. Mike Woodbridge, control playoff uh, rugby. His man of the match was Evals. Adam Arbery, that tackle, Evals. Uh, Malcolm Blees, what a tackle. Uh, David Deakin, two more wins, Evals. Uh, Chris Seedhouse, 80 minutes away, Evals. Uh, one hour 20, uh, Evals. That was Harvey Reid. But a lot of people talk, looking back at that Evals tackle, uh, being the difference uh, between winning and losing. And obviously, like we said, we'll we'll look back at that as being one of the moments of the season. Are we changing his name now to Evals? Well, I'm trying to. On that thingy, on that um, you know, awards evening, Announced it as Niall Evals, and I was yeah. like, "What?" But it's one. Yeah, of, I believe so. Yeah, I heard Paul King said that, didn't he? Yeah. And I was a bit. Mm, okay, it is. I thought it was Niall Evals. Yeah, I thought it was, but obviously it's not. Yeah. So that's uh, well, even whether it's Avals or Evals, fantastic fullback, massive tackle which turned again. We'll have to ask him on uh, Friday night yeah. what he prefers to be called, Evals <laughs> <laughs> or. Evald. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, great tackle. It was. It was a great tackle. And said that on the night when he was doing the videos. It just reminded me of something that sort of Gary Jacket had pulled out in the in the eighties, you know, in the state of origin or something like that. It was a great, great tackle. And you know, I, I love good defence. I mean I like tries and that, you know, people say, Oh, it's a great game, it was thirty odd, twenty odd, but for me, as a rugby league purist, I love the tight games, you know, the ten sixes and the ten eights and, and big defence and that and to me I don't know I like watching great tries but I love great defence as well and tackles like that to me are the highlight of the game that was a great piece of athletic rugby league from Nia Levels and it's an absolute art an absolute skill to get your defence right and, and pull off a tackle like that so great piece of play and uh, I think I think he's nailed man of the match there Evolds, uh, or Evald from, <laughs> from what you've just said but great performance from the young fullback well call him young he's about 26 now, but he always looks young to me yeah we don't want the Evolds or Evolds thing turn into IC or I say the Sulphur Dread Rising. So what I'll do, I think I'll just call him Niall uh, for the rest of this. Um, doesn't get better, Niall. Um, Darren Scholes, awesome performance, Niall. Tracy Reds, absolutely class, Niall. What a tackle, Niall. Great team performance, Griffin. Lee, best tackle ever, Niall. Defence wins games, Niall. And uh, Sky's the limit, Niall. So I've, I've just said Sky is the limit, Paul. Certainly is. He certainly is. The sky is the absolute limit now. And yeah, it's he, uh, a, a strange situation to be in. <laughs> it's, it's a strange situation, but it's a good situation because this club needs to needs to experience oh, yeah. this, doesn't it? It needs to experience playoff football. It needs to experience you know nights like uh, Friday night. It needs to go to Wigan and experience a good night there as well. For it to grow, Paul, and you know you're hoping you know well not, we don't want to hope we're going to believe aren't we that we're going to you know do what a Salford side hasn't done since whatever 1976 we're going to go and win a cup uh, and, and that's what it's all about 
Yeah, you certainly is. You, you do as a supporter. You, you look forward and, and dream about nights like this, don't you? And the, the game we played against them two weeks ago, the massive away following, and you know it, it was fantastic. You know when you, you've been to grounds like Batley and, and Jews, bring all disrespect to them, and Whitehaven on a Thursday night, we've been that that championship. You know, and we was in that for a couple of seasons, and you know, all playing like of Lee and. It's tough. It's tough to keep following the team like that. You know, we've been to games recently where there's been about 1,800 people there and, you know, you, you sort of thinking about games like this. It's like the light at the end and, and when these games come along, I think you cherish them a bit. I certainly did it against Wigan the other Friday. It was like, wow, this, to be involved in games like this, is this must be great. I mean, Wigan and St. Helens supporters are involved in these sort of games every season. Um, but for us, it's it's a new thing and it's the hunger's there. I think the hunger's there with our supporters. I think perhaps if you're a Wigan or St. Helens supporter, you probably get a bit fed up of going to Old Trafford and got to challenge cup finals, don't you? But for us, it's it's our destiny, isn't it? I mean, it's something we dream of and, you know, I'd love to, to go to Wembley or, or Old Trafford watch and solve before I'm too old and, and, and take my dad. So now we're, now we're that sort of close, it's uh, it's exciting. It's something I'm cherishing at the moment. When you got your you did dodgy back last season, I can carry you from carry you to Wigan. I can carry you to Old Trafford, Paul. Hey, my back's all right at the moment, mate. Yeah. My back's all right. It's just uh, been done with his dodgy knee, but <laughs> he's uh, he's doing all right. He'll be there. Don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah. So that's our, our uh, review of the Castleford win. And next up, we're going to be talking all about the big news coming out of Salford Devils this week. So the big news coming out of Salford Devils this week, Paul, will start with the ticket sales for the semi-final at Wigan. Over 2,000 tickets sold uh, so far, Paul. Oh, massive Red Army will turn up at Wigan on Friday night to cheer the boys on. It's going to be something special. Yeah, it certainly is. It's going to be a fantastic atmosphere. It really is. You know, two weeks ago, as I said before, it was a great atmosphere. I think this is going to be better. There's so much more. Two weeks ago. If you did lose, you had another bite of the cherry. This is this is knockout. This is like a this is like a cup semi final, isn't it? Um, and we all Wigan won from two years ago, don't we? Um, in that Challenge Cup semi final when they knocked us out of Warrington, so uh, it'd be great to get a result. It really would, you know, all the history. Let's have it right. Wigan are the champions as well, historic club, one of the biggest names in rugby league, aren't they? And uh, all the history and heritage they've got to knock them off, I think it'd be it'd be fantastic. It'd just show our our how far our, our club has come. You know, you go around rugby league, a lot of uh, other supporters tend to scoff at us and they have done over the last few years, haven't they, about us having small crowds and this, that and the other. And you know, if we could go there and knock Wigan off and get to a grand final, you know, what what a turnaround that would be. What a turnaround. And let's have it right, we've not spent loads and loads of money to do this as well. We've worked hard and uh, we've done it the right way. And, uh, you know, let's all the supporters have a fantastic night and all smiling at sort of 10 o'clock. Yeah. Uh, tickets are still available. Uh, if you're a season ticket holder, it's £18. If you're over 60, it's £12. Between 16 and 21, it's £11. Juniors are £5 and under fives are free. If obviously, if you're not a season ticket holder and you want to buy one, uh, a general uh, sale, it's 23 for adults, uh, 17 if you're over 60, uh, 16 if you're between 16 and 21, £10 if you're a junior or £5 if you're free. Hopefully, you know, the people of Salford will continue to turn up at the AJ Bell in their droves uh, to pick up the tickets because obviously every uh, minute matters at the uh, Super League and if we've got a massive crowd behind us cheering us on, it'll make a big difference. Yeah, and I think, Rob, don't quote me on this, but we'll have to find out, but I'm pretty sure that if you can't get down to the AJ Bell Stadium this week for work or whatever, I'm sure you can phone them up, buy a ticket and then pick it up from Wigan. I'm sure you can do that because somebody told me that the other week at the when we played Wigan the other week. I'm pretty sure you can pick them up as collections at, at Wigan. So yeah, just get your tickets if you can. I know if you can't get there or 
whatever you better get one on the night, won't you? Because uh, the ground's a massive stadium, so I don't think the stadium's going to be sold out. But the more people we can get there, the better. And when the side come out, you know, at seven forty-five for kickoff, and see that bigger hammy of uh, supporters behind the sticks in the north stand there, I think they're going to know that they're in for a massive game, and that's going to give them a massive lift as well. Yeah, there's coaches going down as well. Ten pound for a seat on the coach. Stopping at Shanders at quarter past five. Royal Sodlin at half five. Eccles Town Hall at 5.40. Dog and Partridge sold for a Devils number one supporters pub at 5.50. AJ Bell at five past six. Uh, you know, the you know transport to games is important. Uh, and obviously, if you are struggling to get down there, you can jump on the coach and come join the fun. Yeah, you certainly can. Yeah, um, I know there's, there's trains and that as well that you can get to Wigan on. This train station not far from the ground as well, but if you get on the supporters' bus, that's all the better. Just I think most people are going in cars and all sorts, aren't they? So it's going to be a great night, but just get yourselves down there if you can, because it's probably one of the biggest games we've played for, for a long, long time. Yeah, looking forward uh, to the 2020 season as well, Paul. Uh, don't forget you need to contact the club uh, to see if you can save your seat, because obviously if you like your seat at the AJ Bell Stadium, uh, you want to keep it, don't you, Paul? A bit disappointed when you turn up and someone else has nabbed it, because obviously, you know, if we do go all the way, there'll be a lot of people looking for seats and they don't want to uh, to take yours. No, no, I'm going to renew my tickets, I think, maybe next week when I get a chance to get down to the stadium and renew my dad's as well, because we sit in... Um, like it, we've sat in the same seats for a couple of years now and we've got to know the people around us. Ray Ellaby sits behind me as well and a few other lads. So it's nice to, to see the same people every week and you have a bit of a crack with them and a, and a chat of the game. So, so I'm hoping to get... It's a decent seat where I, where I am as well. So hoping to get that that sorted as soon as I've got a bit of, bit of money when I get paid on the 15th. So it should be all right. Yeah. Uh, the direct debit, direct debit options are... Available now, available as well from the first of October. Um, and obviously talking about you know renewing your, your season tickets. What a fantastic video um, the club have put out, uh, starring Kieran King and produced by Triline Production. Uh, what you know passion showed in that video. Definitely a goosebump moment uh, for any Salford fan. Yeah, it was really good. I enjoyed that. We saw it on uh, on Saturday night, didn't we? The Player of the Year was. He's done a great job on that as well, and. Uh, you know, it's a lovely sort of sort of poem, really, and it's very poetic and you know, very well put together as well as images of the the old Willows ground. And it's um, yeah, it's it's just sort of a spine tingling thing, really, and gets you thinking. But no, I really enjoyed watching that today. And as I said before, I've been feel, feeling a bit emotional uh, recently. So uh, you know, I didn't have a tear today, but I dare say I might get one one or two this week. Yeah, you're on the you're on the verge, Paul. A lot of people like that. I suppose it, when it comes down to nerves, people go either way. They either, you know, start to, you know, think about what might happen, and you know, stress starts to build, or, or you just, you know, begin to live it and just not worry about, you know, what happens. You make your own destiny in a way, don't you? Uh, some people like that as well. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it means a lot to us, doesn't it? Solve the rugby club, and you know, we've we've been through a lot, haven't we? Supporters, and we've supported for the. the sort of bad times and the thick and thin and we've not really had a lot of a lot of great times really have we not in the top flight anyway so it's you know it's making it all worthwhile now when it all comes to fruition now and we're doing okay and you know it is it's great these are the times we've we've waited for and I know we've not won anything yet but we're up there competing and uh, like you said before the the sky's the limit who knows what's going to happen on Friday and who knows what could happen the week after you know two weeks time we two weeks or so time we could be champions of the Super League and thinking about a World Club Challenge game so it's it's mad really but no we've got to embrace it because like I said we've, we've not fluked it we deserve it we deserve to be where we are 
and um, you know, long may it continue. Yeah, talking about uh, emotional moments, Paul. Uh, the Players Awards night on Saturday. What a great night that was! You know, full of passionate speeches, full of great smiles. You know, celebrating our fantastic season. Uh, very enjoyable evening. It was a fantastic evening, Rob. Absolutely fantastic evening. I loved every minute of it. It was so well organised and, you know, everything runs sort of like clockwork, really. It was, it was brilliant. We had a really nice meal and, you know, all the players were, were mingling, as I said before, with the supporters, you know, supporters on the same table as, as players. And it was a great night. The entertainment was really good. The, the little quiz that Paul King did with the heads of tails, we had to sit down. I got, what question did I get wrong? I got Chris Wellams wrong. His uh, star sign, because my dad said to me when we were doing it, he said, I thought you, you like Chris Willem. I said, well, I, I do. He said, I'm a big fan of Chris Willem. I'm sure he was born in March. but And he was, I Googled it, he was born in March. So I knew when he was born, but I didn't know what his bloody star sign was. So I got that wrong and had to sit down. But though it was great, it really was good. And, and I won on the raffle as well. So, I know, uh, twice. Well, I won twice on the raffle. I, <laughs> I won and then I had to pull a ticket out and I pulled my dad's out, so... So yeah, great, great, really great night, and it was. And some of the, the the stories that people did, and we got to present the award as well. That was a real special moment for us. Um, but the, one of the highlights of the night for me was James Oscarson when he went up to present his award. He he got really emotional. James talking about his his dad, you know, no longer with us. And I thought I thought that was a great night. That like, it just shows you what it means to Salford supporters and. I feel privileged to be part of it and privileged to know guys like you and, and James who, who I've met through through watching Salford and it, it's great, it really is great. There's so many good friends there at the club and I think I don't think there's many clubs like us where you can sort of go into a room and know know most of the supporters and say hello to them and have a chat with them. I think it really is a great atmosphere, a great vibe about the club and uh, I loved every minute of it Saturday. I thought it was a great night. Yeah, two separate people who don't know each other said to me it felt like it felt like the Willows days. That community feel that you know everyone together, everyone having you know having fun, and you know that's the kind of ultimate compliment you can give to the to the club and, and the stadium people uh, that they've come this far. That you know we're, we're looking back at the AJ, uh, the the Willows. Yeah, it was a, a fantastic uh, you know venue for rugby league, and we owe so many memories uh, there. But we're making new ones here at the AJ Bell Stadium, including the one last uh, last week at the uh, the Wards evening. Yeah, an awful lot of credit should go to Paul King as well. I thought he did a great night comparing comparing the night. He's quite a funny guy, I thought, as well, and uh, kept it going, kept us all entertained. And one thing I say about Paul is since since he's come in, and I don't really know what we'll call, we call him, a director, can't we, really? And I don't, I don't think he'd probably say he's the owner of the club. It's, it's a tricky one, that, but I think he's done a great job. He's steered the ship really well, and he's... Um, He's had a big hand in changing the ethos and changing the culture, I think, at the club. You know, we've got Bleezy there and Wattle, we're doing a great job. So is Paul King as well. I think he's he's given us an awful lot of respect back that we lost, I thought, under the previous room. Now, and we're not a sort of hated club. I think people sort of looking at us and thinking, you know, that that club's going places. And, uh, you know, we, we, we're going about things with a bit more class now, aren't we? And uh, we're making friends along the way. And people want to be part of that. And, and I think that's a great thing. And there's an awful lot of things, good things being done off the pitch as well. And, and people want to be Salford supporters again. And, you know, that, that that's a great thing moving forward. And as I said, I'm looking forward to Friday, but I'm also looking forward to 2020 because I think there's a big opportunity there now to sell plenty of season tickets and uh, have a real good season next year as well. Yeah, uh, the big winners of the, the night, uh, Joey Lusick won Young Player of the Year. Uh, Carl Forstone won Club Man of the Year, the kit man. Uh, Nile Levels uh, won top try scorer. George Griffin's effort against Catalan Dragons won try of the year. 
Gil Dudson won Performance Team Player of the Year. Uh, he also won the Players Player as well. So obviously, fantastic night for him, picking up the two awards. And he kind of emphasises what this Salford team is and club is about. We gave him an opportunity when obviously Widness didn't want him, and he, and he's and he's took that uh, and ran with it, and he. Can't sing his, his praises highly enough. Gil Dudson is is fantastic. He really has had a, a great attitude since he came to Salford. He's got himself in peak fitness condition. I had a little chat with him on, on Saturday night, shook his hand and said, you know, go and smash, smash Wigan on. I won't repeat what I said, but he looked me in the eye as if to say, yeah, I will do. And he's a great guy. I've interviewed him a few times, as you have, Robin. He's, he's a lovely fella. And, uh, you know, he's also a very clever fella as well, isn't he? He's an accountant as well, isn't he? And, um, trained accountant by by trade, which I didn't know, which you found out on Saturday night. But, yeah, he's been tremendous this season. He thoroughly deserved both the awards that he got. Yeah, uh, Jackson Aces won Supporters Player of the Year uh, for all his fantastic efforts throughout the season. I think that was a gimme, though, obviously. Jackson Aces is, uh, you know, is a god in, in many people's eyes and he's took us to that next level. And, obviously, he is departing, but doesn't mean we have to go back uh, to the levels we were at before. No, no, he's been tremendous, Jackson Ace. is absolutely tremendous. And he'll go down as a... Do you know what? Sometimes these days, in this day and age, people say legend far too often, I think, um, in, in everyday life. Oh, such a body's a legend. That, that word gets banded about a lot. But I think Jackson Aces will go down as a, as a Salford legend from the work that he's done. I was having a chat and a coffee with my dad yesterday and we were talking about overseas players. And he said to me, and he doesn't sort of give praise out you know, willy-nilly, my dad, you know, you have to impress him. And he said Jackson Aces is, is probably the, is, is the best, his exact words were, he's the best import we've had at the club. Uh, you know, and we've had some good players, haven't we, over the years from Australia, but he reckoned Jackson Aces is the best one we've had. And you can't argue with that. I think he has been, he's, he's been great. He's been absolutely great this season. He's took us to the club of, of Old Trafford, along with the other players as well, but he's been excellent all season. I th- is it, has he been ever present this season, Jackson, Rob? Has he played every game? You're the stats man, Paul, not me. I'm pretty sure I'm sure he has I'll have to check I'm sure he's played every game but he's been great hasn't he I don't think it's just so much the stuff he does when he's got the ball it's all the graft and what he does off the ball as well that's that's, that's nailed him on for me and you know, to get that award supporters player of the year award I think you know, for it fully deserved fully deserved yeah. we're going to miss him we're really going to miss him next season you are, we are going to miss him Paul but heroes come and go you've got the likes of Steve Blakely you know Bobby Goulding uh, you know Neil Baker Neil Baker sorry you know you could roll you could roll them off the tongue couldn't you Paul we've had these stars that have come in and took us to the next level but unfortunately after they depart we drop down a level maybe until the next one comes in this can't happen again this this is we're at where we're at now we can't drop below this level if we want to compete at the very top of Super League Jackson Hastings has put in a fabulous stint both on and off the field for us uh, and we will be remembered fondly by every Salford fan uh, but it's not just about Jackson Hastings. There's 16 other blokes on that field that can go mm-hmm. to the next level and carry this team forward. Uh, and we're looking forward to the future because, you know, I believe in the rest of them to take us to where we need to go. Only you could compare Jackson Hastings to Bobby Gould. Bobby Gould was hopeless at Salford. But that's why we fired him off to Lee. Yeah, but what I'm saying is people thought of, started to believe in him. Yeah. Go with Bobby Gould, is yeah. that going to take us to that? We're going to hope yeah, yeah, to go to that next level. And, you know, Steve Blakey did take us to that next level, but he was very good. But he was surrounded by people who aren't, weren't as good as him. You know what I mean? Stars come, stars go. But we need to keep this level high, regardless of who comes in. Of course you do. I think what, what you've got to do with players, and it? it's the way I've always been. You just enjoy them while they're there. 
you just enjoy them while they're part of your club and when they move on you wish them all the best and when they move on there's always going to be somebody else that comes along I think with Hastings he's sort of a once in a generation player I think it's his character as well you don't characters like that don't come off come along very often so uh, but there's always somebody else to come along and like you say, heroes come and go, don't they? And it's up to us to find the new heroes. Now, our recruitment for next season looks really, really good and really exciting. So uh, we'll worry about that for Friday anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we'll worry about next season when it comes along. Yeah. Uh, another award was the Unsung Hero Awards were given to the, the backroom staff uh, of Ian Watson. Uh, Greg Brown, Tim Sanders, David Baxter, Beth Cunliffe, Sarah O'Neill and Rob Arginstall. You know, we talk about the players, you know, producing fantastic moments, you know, but these boys and girls behind the scenes, you know, make sure that they can get on the field to do that. Their performance has been outstanding this season, Paul, to be able to sort of get these players fit week in, week in, week, in, week out is where is why we're where we are now. Uh, so obviously them winning the Unsung Hero Award is much deserved. Yeah, I think so as well. I think they've all done a tremendous job. Each one of them that you mentioned there They've been tremendous. You know, Greg Brown got the team in great condition. You know, at the start of the season, we, we look so fit, and and we do towards the end of the season as well. And I heard, I think Daryl Powell said we've been fortunate. We've not had a lot of injuries and things like that. But I don't buy into that. I think you know injuries sometimes. Yeah, they they can't be avoided. You know, you do get bad luck with injuries. But I think the way we've managed our squad and such a small squad. It's testament to the backroom staff. You know, they've, they've kept the lads fit. They've, they've done really well to, to manipulate that small squad and, and keep the guys on the pitch and patch them up because there's been times when you've seen players coming off at the end of the game and like you said, they, they look like they've been in a car crash, some of them, you know, and they come hobbling out of the, of the players' tunnel and we're standing about waiting to do interviews and then they've been back, you know, the week after after they've played with a painkilling injection or, or whatever. So, you know, to, to get through the season with, with the amount of players that we've had, I think it's testament to everybody there in the backroom staff. They've all done a great job and, um, yeah, they fully deserve to get that award and I voted for them on that award as well, so I'm glad they got it. Yeah, other, other bits of news. The Supporters Trust has announced a question and answer fans night at the Moorside Social Club on the 22nd of October. It starts at half seven. Paul Fletcher, Mark Lee and Andy Burgess on the night, Paul. Um, sounds like it's going to be an exciting night, that. It's, it's the kind of thing that this club needs. You know, supporters just doing a fantastic uh, job uh, and I'm sure we'll have a great night uh, asking these legends all them questions. I'm sure we'll. So, someone might have mentioned it to me, but I probably forgot because I've not much going on at the moment. But yeah, yeah, I'll do my best to get there. I'm sure I'll be fine after like another finish from work. Well, yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah, Paul Fletcher, like you said, and Mike Lee as well, and Andy Burgess, three uh, three really top players from back in the day. So that, that should be a good night. That's put us, us put us some really good nights on recently, haven't they? We've enjoyed everyone we've been to. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. I'll get that in my diary tonight. Yeah, free to support us, us members. £3 for non-members. Uh, so, nice price as well uh, to hopefully celebrate a, an end of a fantastic season. Well, yeah, we could be champions by the time we go to this do, couldn't we? So <laughs> that that'd be that'd be something, wouldn't it? So start plotting our uh, our raid on the uh, Australian champions. Then we could be playing Sydney Roosters or uh, Canberra Raiders in the World Club Challenge. But we'll uh, we'll worry about that in a couple of weeks. Eh? Let's get Wigan out of the way first. Yeah, let's get let's get one. Let's jump up one hurdle at a time, Paul. That that's what it's all about. Um, <laughs> the news: uh, the Salford Uni app, the one where you measure your steps. Been a very, very good success. A lot of people involved, uh, you know, having league tight league tables. Um, it says here that the combined uh, amount of uh, distance walked uh, or ran 
is over 20,000 miles between everybody, which is which is an unbelievable uh, amount of, of, of distance, Paul. Uh, everyone's getting fit on this app. And I was thinking next season, Paul, I think we need to, to buy into this uh, and download this app onto our, onto our phones uh, and have a little competition between the two of us. Because obviously, you know, we want to be able to move forward like the club is. Uh, and I'm hoping that I might turn you over. You never know. Yeah, yeah, you never know. You never know. We'll have to. We'll have to. Yeah. What do you do with it? The app, then, like download it to your phone or something. Yeah, it's like a pedometer, isn't it? So you you download it to the phone, and then people walk around or they run around, and it measures, you know, the amount of distance you 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 carry, you 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 cover. Um, but you run like was it was it nine miles a, nine miles a week? Was it you were out twice? You were running like twice a week, don't you? Which might be a problem. Yeah, do about six miles. Yeah. Do about six. Depends on my knees and that, you know, how I'm feeling. Because I run around Moston and Middleton, so I normally have a go to the brewery at Greengate, beyond Lee's Brewery, back, or I run down through Blakely. So that, it depends what, what how the weather is and that. So, But yeah, I normally do a couple of miles a week, but my knees are, my knees are really dicky at the moment, so I'm taking it easier. Yeah, that might be a problem <laughs> for me, that, because I haven't run six miles in about ten years. Dark nights are coming as well, though, now, Rob, aren't they? <laughs> the dark nights are on the way. When you get home from work, you don't really want to go out, do you? Yeah. So is it is a plan to start it now so I can get a few hundred you know, steps in a few thousand steps in front of you and then you have to play catch up that might be the You better start yeah, you better start tomorrow, mate, you catch me up. <laughs> that sounds like fighting talk. <laughs> but yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll all get we'll all get on get in on that um next season. Uh, and finally, uh, two of our young lads, Sam Ayres and Lewis Roberts, uh, were picked for the England and Wales squads uh, earlier this week, Paul. You know, it shows that we've got some talent coming through uh, that, that, that these boys uh, got the chance to represent the team and the countries. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. It just shows that the good work that's going on at the, the junior level and, you know, best of luck to them representing the countries because, you know, no matter what level you represent your country at, it's uh, something to be really proud of. Yeah, so that's all the big news coming out of Salford Red Devils this week. And next up, we're going to be looking at the amateur scene with Paul Whiteside. Here is this week's Devil in the Detail amateur report. It's quite a marathon one. There's a lot to get through at this stage of the season. We'll start off as ever with the National Conference Leagues. Big games all around as the uh, the playoffs start hotting up. On Saturday the 28th of September, the Premier Division qualifying semi-final. It was Wathbrow 12, Thatto Heath Crusaders 18. The Division 3 promotion playoff semi-finals. Dewsby Celtic beat Batley Boys 36 points to 4. And Heweth beat Drillington by 68 points to 16. So the fixtures for this Saturday, the 5th of October in the Premier Division, it's the grand final between Thatto Heath Crusaders and West Hull. That's a three o'clock kickoff. A Division One play, promotion playoff final is Featherstone Lions against Stanning. That's a 12:30 kickoff. Both those games are going to be played at Featherstone Rovers LD Nutrition Stadium. And the Division Three promotion playoff final is Heweth against Dewsbury Celtic. Well, the North West. Men's League, the results from last week, it's playoff time there as well. The top four semi-finals in Division 2, Barry Broncos 16 at Langworthy Reds 50. In Division 4, the top four semi-finals, it was Blackpool Scorpions 42, Saddleworth Rangers A6 and Caddy's Head Rhinos beat Garswood Stags in an excellent match by 21 points to 6. In Division 5, the top four semis, Newton Storm 0, Higginshaw 22. The fixtures for this Saturday, the 5th of October, Division 2, top four final, it's Charlie Panthers against 
Langworthy Reds. Good luck to Langworthy Reds in that one. That one kicks off at 11am. Some of the other fixtures on Sunday the 6th of October. Caddy said Rhinos are in the top four final of Division 4. They play away from home against Blackpool Scorpions and that is a 1pm kickoff. Well, wheelchair rugby league, it was the Tri-Nations final on Sunday just gone and England beat Wales by 54 points to 40. That game was played at Plas Maddock Leisure Centre in Wrexham, so congratulations to England and an excellent win there. College rugby league, Wednesday the 25th of September, that was last week, Salford Red Devils beat Hotwood Hall by 58 points to 22 in the Premier Division. Excellent win there for the Red Devils to uh, kickstart their, their season as it gets underway. And the fixtures for this uh, Wednesday the 2nd of October, Huddersfield Giants play the Salford Red Devils in the Premier Division and the Salford Red Devils A play Runshaw, that's a Division 1 fixture. Well, there was an also an under-19s international that was played on Saturday in Colwyn Bay. Wales 20, England Lions 26, so a good win there for the England Lions. In the North West Youth League, there was no matches played on Sunday the 29th of September. All the matches were postponed due to waterlogged pitches, which is understandable the amount of rain we had at the weekend. But the fixtures for this Sunday, the 6th of October, Group 1 of the under-18s, it's Oldham St. Anne's against Pilkington Rex. Group 2 of the under-18s, Charlie Panthers at home to Folly Lane, Langworthy play Thato Heath, Newton Storm at home to West Horton Lions. And in Group 2 of the under-16s, Burton Wood play Rochdale Mayfield. And in Group 3 of the under 16s Wollstone at home to Berry Broncos. Well, staying with the grassroots rugby league, we're going to have to give a special mention now to Salford City Roosters under 13s fullback William Thomas. Salford Red Devils fullback Niall Evels may have pulled off the tackle of the season with his wonder stop on Castleford Tigers Jordan Rankin last Thursday's Betfred Super League semi final. There were celebrations elsewhere in the city though when Salford City Roosters William Thomas, under 13s as I said, was hailed as the Checker Trade Try of the Week winner for a sparkling effort in these 28. Points to eight victory over Thato Heath in the previous Sunday's North West Counties Foundation Cup final. It was a fantastic performance from William. He also scored three other tries in the match. He's talked to four tries in the game. So very big congratulations from everyone on the podcast, William Thomas. And uh, good luck to the Salford City Roosters under 13s. Well, Lancashire have, have named their open age lineup last week. I've confirmed squads for the forthcoming under 19s and under 17s Barla County Championship Tri Series competition against Cumbria and Yorkshire. The Red Rose under 19s have got quite a few of our local players involved Sean Finlow of Oldham St. Anne's, Sam Ayres, Alex Gardner of Saddleworth Rangers, Michael Cashin, Ryan Ellis, Kieran Taylor of Oldham St. Anne's are all in that squad. In the under 17s, they're coached by Kevin Johnson and Pete Eccles. They've named Michael Loss of Berry Broncos, Cameron Haig, James Hall, Max Walsh of Oldham St. Anne's, Harrison Chapel of Rochdale Mayfield, James Downham Clark, Jack Kenway, Ben Shields of the Saddleworth Rangers. So good luck to those guys in their uh, upcoming fixtures. These fixtures get underway for Lancashire on the Saturday, the 2nd of November. That's the Open Asian under 19s. It's Lancashire versus Cumbria, and that game's going to be played at Lee Minor Rangers. The under 17s play on the following day. Sunday the 3rd of November at Thato Heath, Lancashire against Cumbria. Uh, the under-17s play Yorkshire at Shalston on Sunday the 10th of November. Uh, the under-19s and open-age play Yorkshire at Heweth the following week on Sunday the 17th of November. 
Well, we now turn our attention to Women's Rugby League in the Super League. Featherstone Rovers beat Wakefield by 26 points to nil on Sunday, the 29th of September. Leeds Rhinos beat Wigan by 16 points to nil. So the fixtures for this coming Sunday, the 6th of October, is the playoff semi-finals between Castleford Tigers and Wigan Warriors and St. Helens against Leeds Rhinos. They, those are both one o'clock kickoffs In the Championship on Sunday, Huddersfield nil, Wigan Warriors 38, Hull FC 14, Barrow 24, Alton Redettes 10, Stanley 10, Witness Vikings 6 Lee Minor Rangers 4 so the fixtures for this Sunday in the Championship playoff semi-finals it's Warrington Wolves against Huddersfield at 3 o'clock and Barrow plays Stanley that is to be confirmed but it's looking like a 2 o'clock kickoff there in League 1 Halifax 44 Wigan St Patrick's A Rochdale Hornets against Cutsite was postponed as was West Leeds against Keithley the fixtures for this Sunday the 6th of October it's the playoff semi-finals again Keithley Albion play Cutsite and West Leeds Eagles play Halifax well don't forget in the professional rugby league there's just three fixtures taking place this week Friday the 4th of October I don't really need to tell you about this Rob will be telling you all about it on the podcast Wigan Warriors play Salford Red Devils at 7.45 Friday night at the DW Stadium on Saturday the 5th of October it's the Betfred Championship playoff final between Toronto Wolfpack and Featherstone Rovers that is a 7.30 kickoff this Saturday the winner of that will be promoted to the Super League I'd just like to give Featherstone Rovers a good luck message they've had some fantastic wins away from home in the playoffs they finished fifth in the Betfred Championship and won away from home against Lee Centurions, York City Knights and Toulouse Olympics so if they can go to Toronto and get the result I think they'll fully deserve their place in Super League on Sunday the 6th of October is the Betfred League 1 playoff final between Oldham and Newcastle Thunder Oldham finished second in the league and Newcastle third Scott Naylor former solver player in charge there of Oldham it's his last game in charge that is a 3 o'clock kickoff. so if you can get down to support Oldham on, uh, on Sunday it'd be nice to see them back in the Championship that's all I've got for you this week I told you it was a marathon uh, amateur report this week i shall see you on uh, friday at the dw stadium take care and have a good week so that was paul whiteside's amateur report and next up we'll walk forward to the big game against wigan warriors on friday it's time on the devil of the details so, Salford Red Devils travel to Wigan Warriors, the final semi-final eliminator, Paul. The nerves are starting to build, but I have confidence in this team and in this club will go there and win. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm pretty confident in the way, Rob. I think if we can play anywhere near as as good as what we did in the first game against Wigan, we won't be far away, um, you know, because that that game could have gone either way. And then obviously we played the Castle game. We played really well. I thought we played probably as good in the Cast game as we did the Wigan game. We we tuned it, we we tuned our mistakes up. We didn't mix in that game really. Uh, we cut those out, and I think it was the silly errors that cost us the first time against Wigan. It's going to be a tough game. There's no doubt about that. We're going to going to be looking for a response. They got well beat against St. Helens, but let's have it right. St. Helens played really well on Friday night, from what I saw. They looked like an NRL team at the time, the intensity and the, the speed that they played at. So when you look at that, how were we going on in that game against St. Helens? They, they might have beat us comfortably in that game. You don't know, do you? So uh, it's going to be tough. We're going to a tough side at home. You know, we played them 23 times in the Super League year, and only won two out of out of 23 so it's not been a happy hunting ground for us has it so you know we've got to go there and defend well because we're going to probably going to throw a lot at us 
and if we get our chances, we're going to have to take them as well. So uh, it's going to be a great night, but you know we can't get too sort of carried away. We're going to have got some quality players, haven't they? Some quality international players, and we need to be on our best to you know combat them. Yeah, I think obviously we play a football. You know, it's all about the intensity levels, Paul. Uh, the first game against Wigan a couple of weeks ago, they had two 10-minute periods where they went up a gear, and that's what you've got to, you know, got to watch out for because they're a master of the playoff uh, sort of sequence, uh, and they'll know when to go and when to put pressure on us. And if we can ride them periods out uh, and exert more pressure onto them when we have uh, momentum, you know, it could happen. You know, we we believe that we have players who are good enough to to make a dent into that Wigan uh, defence and get over the line. And I'm super excited about it, Paul. And, uh, you know, destiny, people talk about destiny. It could be us. We could be got Old Trafford uh, next week. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be an exciting game, as we keep saying. Um, you know, there's, there's no reason why we can't win. You know, we've got to go there and we've got to believe we can win. And, you know, when we believe this season, we've gone to it away from home. We've had some terrific results, haven't we? I've never, you know, that 2017 season, we had some great wins away from home. I think we've eclipsed that this season. We've had some cracking wins, haven't we? At Catalans, at Hull, you know, at Warrington twice. We've done really well on the road in games. Probably we should have had no right to win, really. You know, the other sides have been the, the nailed on favourites and we, we've come away with some great results. You know, we ran Saint really close in a fantastic performance, just to be pipped at the end. So we, we've got it in us. We've got it in us, and I think that's why. Yeah, you've got to believe. You have got to believe you can. You can get the result, and uh, it's going to be a, a really tough night. And I, I don't really know what to predict to be honest. Yeah, I'd love us to go there and, and absolutely smash Wigan on uh, on Friday night. I think it's going to be a really tasty game. You know, you've got the Tony Club situation, and you know, with Jackson Aces a few weeks ago, I think there's going to be, he's going to try and mix it there in, in the forwards, you know, Gil Dudson, Lee Moss, we're going to have to stand up against Wigan's pack. There's so many different little battles across the pitch, really, you know, Wigan have got so much pace out wide, you know, Gil Dyke, Roe Burgess, George Williams, Greenwood, the big second rower. There's so many permutations in the game, so much quality on, on both sides, really, so promise this be a, you know, real, it could be game of the season, this, it really could, it could be an absolute tremendous match, I'm sure it will be. But I say the belief is there for everyone to see in in the Salford camp. You could feel it at the awards evening. You could see it in people's eyes, Paul. That you know they know it's 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 on, and that, and that's the difference. Like I said before, we're a club that used to hope that the stars would align and we'd get a win. But we now believe that we're good enough to get to Old Trafford and win. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you hear a lot, don't you, about fate and stars aligning. And my dad said it to me a few times this season, it's written, Paul, it's written in the stars, you know, you're going to do it, and this, that, and the other. And, you know, if my dad believes it, you know, something must be in there because uh, he's not more cautious than I am. So, yeah, I think you've, you've got to do this week now. You've got to enjoy this week building up to the, the game because it's it's an exciting week and everyone's talking about us on social media. And you've got to embrace it and and, and sort of take it all in because it's not often that people in the you know in the media and you know the wider circles of rugby league are talking about Salford, are they? So, you know, we've, we've been in the doldrums for years now and it's great that we're taking this limelight. And I think it's good to, to grow the club as well. People are talking about us and that's a, that's a good thing going forward because, you know, it's all going to help to grow our name and grow our brand, isn't it? So whatever happens on Friday happens. There's nothing you can do about that once it's done. But I fully believe we can win this game. And if we were to get to Old Trafford, I think it'd be absolutely huge for the club. We've been crying out to get to a major final for 40 years, for over 40 years. And uh, it's the one 
one thing that we've been missing, and I think if we could get to that, I think you could see that the club really take off then. You know, when you look at the city of Salford, the area that we're in, it's such a vast area around and about, you know, Greater Manchester and, and this, that and the other. We've got a 12,000-seater stadium there. If we can get to Old Trafford, the club could really take off, Rob. It really could. You know, the possibilities are endless. We could fill that stadium every week. I don't know. I think there's... We haven't really got a glass ceiling at Salford. The, the potential there is absolutely massive for us. We're not like a small sort of rugby town or like a one-off sort of town. We are a big city, big, big cosmopolitan city. You know, the massive student population... You know, the media cities there, everything, all the ingredients are there for us, aren't they? And if we could get to Old Trafford, I think it could really be a shot in the arm for the club. Yeah. Let's talk about Tony Club. Obviously, a bit of an incident with Jackson Hastings in the first game. We don't want to waste our energy on him, do we, Paul? Because these boys in a Salford shirt will need us to be behind him 100%. He want to be the Pantol villain in this, in this. He will be trying to get a rise out of both players and fans. Let's just try and ignore him. Let's support the lads and give them everything we got and just let club do what he does. And hopefully, you know, we'll be winners at the end at the end of the game. Well, Tony Club's going to uh, try and wind Jackson Hastings up. They're going to try and unsettle him, aren't they? They know he's a linchpin for our side. That's his two ill here as well. I think they'll get some some stick and some treatment. But it's rugby league. It's not tiddlywinks. You know you're going to get that before the game. And I think it, it adds to the game, doesn't it? It adds to the spice. And you know, supporters want to see that, don't they? The, the bits of biff and bits of punch-ups. I think it's part and parcel of the sport. And it's the sport I, I've grown up with and, 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 and fell in love with, you know, uh, that, that side of the sport. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I am looking forward to it. It's going to be dead intense. And, you know, the, the crowd are going to be roaring away. So the one thing I'd say to the players is keep your heads Keep your heads and don't get dragged into that. And um, you know, play your own game. I mean, in the, the game two weeks ago, I watched. Um, sometimes I watch players off the ball. I was watching Chris Wellham quite a lot in that game, and he got the better of. Um, I think it was last week as well against against Cassie. Got the better of his opposition centre, and, and it was the Milner, the second rower. He was he was giving him the verbals as well, and he's done really well this season. That as Chris, you know, getting it under the skin of his of his opposition player, and that's the way to do it. You know, get under their skin and make it uncomfortable for them. Get in their faces. You know, don't go taking somebody's head off and making it stupid for the ref. Referee's obviously got to make a decision then. So, you know, what, I suppose what I'm saying is do it on the sly. Do it on the sly and um, don't get dragged into to things like that. You know, be professional and uh, let your rugby league do the talking. I wouldn't put Chris Wellham as a wind-up merchant, Paul. Is that? A... Yeah, I think he is, Rob. He's, he is. He's a bit like Stuart Little. Stuart Little used to be like that. He used to get yeah. under the skin of his centre every week. I know Chris Wellham, I wouldn't say he was a mouthy player, but you know, he, he can give it out, Chris. He is. Um, I've watched him a couple of times this season on the quiet, and he's, he's he really has got under the skin of his opposition centre. I'm not saying he's been mouthy enough, but he's done the little things right and and, and outplayed his his centre more often than not. And uh, you know, that's what you've got to do. I think that's that's the best way to wind the opposition up and get get on their backs is to, to outplay them and, uh, and do the little things right. Yeah, he's got a bit to go until he gets to, to the snarling Stuart Littler. But the thing is, I think with Willa, with me, Wellham just glides everywhere. I didn't, I didn't, I don't see him as a as a, like somebody who gets in people's grills and and sort of tries to unsettle him. He just does it through you know the through class moments. But obviously, if you're you're watching him closer than I am, uh, so I have to set you away for it. Yeah, yeah. I think it was um, who was it on on Thursday? It was the eleven for Castleford, is it? Oh, what's his name? It's the back rower. Must have looked me the express. It was. 
Holmes, Oliver Holmes, number 11. Oliver Holmes, yeah. He, he gave him a couple of verbals because they kept attacking down that side, didn't they? And, and he got in his face because he, he made a few mistakes at home. And I was like, look at me, uh, his stats don't should tell me how many errors he made. I bet a few of them were uh, from the pressure that was put on by uh, two two errors he made. And I think those those came from the, the big hits that Chris Wellen was putting in. So, yeah, that, that's the way to play. You've got to get in the faces, make it difficult for him. You know, shut them down. Good defence around the rook. And, uh, yeah, I think we'll be OK. Yeah. Um, weather report, Paul. What, what do we think the weather's going to be like? It's going to rain, I think. Is it? I think it's going to rain, yeah. It looks like it's going to rain all week, doesn't it? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? We've got a big set of forwards. We don't mind going down the middle. Um, I, don't, I don't really know about the weather, to be honest. I think the pitch being in good condition. I've just, I've just got the, the telly on, actually. Look at the football scores and Wigan Athletic are at home tonight, so whether that'll do the pitch any good oh. <laughs> than playing at home tonight, because it's a football pitch as well, that. So um, I'm not too fussed on the weather, really, to be honest. Maybe we've showed this season we can play in all sorts of conditions, can't we? It'd be better if it's dry for the supporters getting to the game in that morning, because you don't want to be so wet through before you get in. But according to my phone, it's looking like rain most of the week. So we're talking like... Apart from tomorrow, it's going to be nice tomorrow. Is it going to be warm? Is it big coat or sort of lightweight coat? Yeah. Have a look, man. Yeah. not bloody Bill Giles, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so look at my phone now. Right. Michael Fish. Tomorrow's going to be sunny. Tomorrow's sunny, 13. Yeah. And lows of 3. Okay. That's in Salford, don't it, Wigan? Yeah. On Friday, it's got 14 degrees and lows of 8. So it's, it's not bad. It's not freezing, is it? Not freezing. Take your, take your Be cold on, though. Your lightweight one, maybe. Uh, yeah, you're you could go. Yeah. Uh, score prediction. What's your thought process on that? What I want <laughs> I no idea as well. What I want as well. I don't just want a score prediction. I want a scenario. What happens? So right. Tell me. Hit me with your... What scenario? A or scenario no, B? The, no, it's not A. There's no A or B. <laughs> it's just scenario. What's going to happen? I believe in, in this scenario playing out Paul so what's going to happen the cynical old cautious Paul which is in the room the, no which is gone yes he said to me before before he went and brewed up that um, <laughs> we was going to get robbed by a really controversial decision like we always seem to do in these big games uh, because the RFL what we're getting the final and not us but that, that guy's gone now I've kicked him out of the room yeah. so the 2019 optimistic happy go lucky Paul yeah says we're going to win. I, I think we're going to win. I think we'll win the game. I th- it's going to be tough. I don't think we'll score loads of points because I think the defence is going to be on top again. It's going to be a tight game. I'm going to go Wigan 12, Salford 22. Yeah. I think Logan Tompkins is going to score. Yeah. Uh, under the sticks. Yeah. From dummy half. Mm-hmm. Um... It'll be tight. It'll be a tight game. It'll be 18-12 going into the last couple of minutes, and with about a minute to go, Tui Lola here is going to race through and score, and have a big, massive smile on his face, and Sending. and say to Leeds, "Look what you've missed." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Wigan. Um, Wigan. 14 Salford 22 I'm going to go Gil Dudson under the posts like a crash ball with about 5 minutes to go and then in front of the Salford fans in that end 
Yeah, the off stand. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be the biggest, biggest uh, adrenaline headgasm that anyone's ever going to experience. So you read it here first. I was going to go for a Dudson try. I was going to say Dudson, but I just thought fancy the Lola here one. But I, I'd take that. I think he deserves it, Gil Dudson. I think he's been amazing this season. He really has been amazing. He's a big, become a big hero, man, Gil Dudson. I was, I was thinking the other day who my favourite player was. And he's been higher levels, my favourite player. But now I think I've got a whole bunch of them now. I've got about five or six favourite players now. Gil Dudson's definitely one of them. I love his character. I think he's a great character. And. Uh, no, uh, no top top player. Yeah, I said to Kari, uh, our vide- videographer on the on Saturday, said you make sure that Gil Dudson's running straight down your camera lens when he when he goes over for that winning try. She just laughed, but yeah, I, I could I could see it. I can see it happening, uh, and it'll be the it'll be the moment that everyone remembers, like the like the million pound miracle with O'Brien's drop drop goal. I tell you what, you won't want to be on the uh, the wrong end of uh, Gil Dudson running out, you would just. <laughs> Not yeah, at all. Somebody said on Saturday night, didn't they? I think it was Paul King. He said he looked like um, a, a serial killer, didn't he? Some funny first name I saw, but, but no, he's a, he's a good guy, isn't he? he look, he's a mean guy. And he, he runs the ball in well, and that's what we're going to have to do on uh, on Friday night. We're going to have to give it absolutely everything to win that game. Yeah, it's going to be super exciting, uh, and we're all really looking forward to it. Just before we go, Paul, we've got our Player of the Year award. Um, vote out at the moment uh, for all our listeners to, to, to pick their, their winner. The nominations, we've got Jackson Hastings, uh, Josh Jones, Joey Lucic, Gil Dudson, uh, Chris Wellham and Nia Levels. They're your top six, Paul. Um, very, very tough field uh, to pick a, pick a winner. Uh, and uh, it's probably going to be open for another 24 hours because I need to get down to the trophy shop to get it engraved. I think it shows how much confidence that we had in this team that it got to Castleford and we hadn't even organised it. Um, it shows how far we've come uh, I think yeah I think we just thought the season was going to keep rolling on didn't we so <laughs> we've, uh, we've not bothered but yeah I need to get my vote in as well I've not done my vote yet so uh, yeah I'm looking forward to that when are we going to give these trophies out you know this weekend or are we waiting to the grand final or well, will it depend how we go on this week we'll or? wait to the grand final we'll wait to the grand final I'll, I might take them with me you know just in case it doesn't happen but He'll be in my boot in my car. Wait, till the grand final, eh? Yeah. That's what oh, it Parkinson's yeah. super confident. <laughs> Obviously, you know, the, all these players have, have, you know, had fantastic seasons and, you know, you could you could pick any of them, couldn't you? Uh, you know, the likes of Jackson Hastings, you know, he's had a fantastic season uh, for us, took us to that next level. Josh Jones, you know, a battering ram second row, you know, always puts the effort in week in, week out. Joey Lusick, you know, coming off the bench, Paul, you know, making a difference every week. Like you said, Gil Dudson, an absolute monster in the pack. You know, his development is, is, is there for everyone to see. Uh, your mate, Chris Wellham, you know, super silky, you know, bit of a terrier by all accounts as well. He's, he's got to be in the mix as well. And obviously, our top try scorer, Nia Levels, fantastic in defence, great going forward as well. What a tough choice that is. Real tough choice, yeah. I think you, you could make a case for all of them, really. I think it'll be uh, it'll be great whoever wins it because they've all done really, really well. Yeah. So make sure you get your votes in, uh, and we'll uh, we'll pick up. We'll we'll see who who comes out victorious uh, next week. So that's the end of this week's uh, Devil in Detail podcast. Fantastic show, Paul. Really buzzed up uh, for Friday against Wigan now. 
Yeah, can't wait for Friday. Really, can't wait. It's going to be great. I'm going to try and get down there early with me. My dad, my mum's coming as well. My sister's coming. It should be uh, really good. My sister, even my sister's jumped on the bandwagon <laughs> for uh, for Friday. So uh, we've got um, her baby's coming, staying at our house on Friday afternoon, and she'll have a Salford shirt on as well. She's only six months old, but she we've got a little shirt, so she'll be getting. Uh, Getting looked after at my house with my two girls, and uh, I'll be going with my mum, dad, and my sister. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. Cannot yeah. wait. Talking about bandwagon jumpers, uh, my wife's mate. Well, obviously my wife was came to the awards even did the capes for everyone. Molly Gray's vintage tea, and her mate came with her, and uh, she enjoyed the night so much, Paul, and the atmosphere, and you know everyone having so much fun. She decided to come to the game as well, so she's bringing her three kids uh, to, to the game. Uh, like I said. You know, semi-finals, people jump on that bandwagon. I don't mind people jump, jumping on the bandwagon because we need them to be here more regular, not just jumping on when it when it comes to a big game. Yeah, well, you've, you've got to keep doing things like this, haven't we? We've got to uh, have some more good times like this. You know, it's, it's hard to, to get people to go when you're having poor seasons and that. So this is this is how it starts for a lot of clubs. You know, Warrington they they got to finals, didn't they? And it started their bandwagon and. They've got like a lot of more season ticket holders now, so hopefully we can follow their sort of blueprint and get to a final and, and, and build from there because that's the way you do it. That's how, how, how sport works. So, uh, so yeah, let's just hope we can get this win and uh, and get to Old Trafford because it'll be a magical, magical time for the club. Yeah, it's going to be like I said before. If there's no fear and no anxiety, everybody grows, and that's and that's what's happening at Salford Red Devils at the moment. Well, I believe we'll be celebrating a victory against Wigan on Friday night. So big thanks to this week's uh, Devil in the Detail podcast. I, Brown Parkinson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail, SRD. You can find us on Twitter, at D-I-T-D-S-R-D. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Radio Contact. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.